Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Twin Cities by Night and our third story arc, Dread. Dread is set in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and St. Paul in the hot and humid summer of 2011. Join us again and continue to follow the journey of Katow, played by Quinn, and William, played by Slavic, as they continue to traverse the dark society held within the Twin Cities. They will be joined by three new kindred, Warren, a Tremere, played by Adam, Valentine, a Nosferatu, played by Alex, and Lenny, a Nosferatu, played by Andrew. The quarter will find themselves joined together by a sense of dread. If you would like to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. So, Katal, you see Annabelle drives off in her car. You're standing there on the steps of your apartment. What are you going to do now? Okay. I'm going to look at the number Annabelle left me for this Lenny guy. And I'm going to, I guess I'm going to call him. What, what time is it right now? Uh, I'd say it's about 1030. And like, actually, we'll say right now corresponds to Lenny. You're sitting at that coffee shop. You know what I mean? Reflecting, like you said, you're reflecting after your talk with Gerald. And uh, you see your phone ring with a unrecognized number. Hello. Hey, yeah. Uh, Lenny, right? Yes. Who is this? This is Kaitao. I've been told oh. you want to talk to me. Yes. Yes, I do. Are you free tonight? As it'll ever be, yeah. Well, what's a good place to meet you? Uh, let's uh, let's be somewhere out out outside, some like a park. Uh, I'll give you. You know any good parks? How about a coffee shop? <laughs> uh, I just came from one. Now I gotta go back. Whatever Hi. makes you most comfortable. What makes me most comfortable? Uh, well, you know, a nice nice walk on a nice walk walk among the trees. You know, get put your dog on a leash, walk him around. That sounds nice. Does it sound nice to you? Absolutely. All right. And so I'll list off, you know, some park, and and I was like, I'll meet you there. What time? As soon as possible. I have, I find that honestly meetings just, it's best when they're right in the heat of the moment. I'll be seeing you soon then. All right. Oh, are you, you bringing your dog or are you just yeah. going on your own? Okay, I'm you're bringing dog. your dog. All right. You get in your car with your dog. You go up to the apartment and you see the stoic figure of your dog sitting there. Like I said, your dog, the connection with your dog has almost gone through the evolution that you've gone through, you know? Like any time that you're fundamentally you've been changed at your core, your dog has. And you find now when you open the door and you come in, it like sits there still and just stares at the door when you walk through. It almost has been so far removed from his canine mannerisms that it's almost like William and his humanity. Where like you sometimes look at it and you, you have to wait a couple minutes until you see it do something that a dog would normally do. So when you pack him into your Toyota Corolla, he sits in your back seat, but he doesn't move around. He just lays. He doesn't look at the window. He doesn't try to like get any kind of air or anything to that extent. And it's almost like a balancing, uh, like the scales of justice with you and him. The more you become like an animal, the less he becomes like an animal. And it's like, it's, it's this really fine thing that happens between you two. And you get out at this park 
And it's just kind of like this park where there's like a, you know, a couple barbecue pits and you know what I mean? A little playground, but it's large enough to where there's walkways for you to talk and some lights and you come into the parking lot. Before I get to that, though, I want to get with Lenny because I don't want to assume anything. Lenny, would I be wrong in assuming that you travel via bus to there? Yeah, um, yeah. his his typical method of just like taking his time, taking a bus route, like public transportation, walking, just enjoying, you know, the the the. Hubbub of twin yeah. the twin cities now the we've talked about this before about mask of a thousand faces are you using the still holding the the visage that you had when you went to go visit coach olsen or no he'd be he'd he would not be visible at all he'd be using unseen presence he's just this silent observer when he's on public transportation or even just in most places he's just kind of like unseen mm-hmm. in the shadows around you just this voyeur so I like that. I like that voyeur. That's a good choice of words there. So are you going to be, you're going to be at the park obfuscated. Now, when you do interact with Katow, are you going to use a mask of a thousand faces appearance? Or are you going to kind of not try to hide what you look like just with your hood up or whatever? I think that depends entirely upon the surroundings. So what, what were you guys mean that like, it's this park where during the day would probably have like kids and mothers, but at night it's empty. And like, there's a parking lot at the edge of the park before you could actually walk in there. And that's the only place where cars can park, you know? And so there's actually no cars there. So if you were at this park obfuscated, like by a tree or kind of like in the shadows, you know what I mean? Cause there's like, you know, some little groves of trees that are around the park. You would see like Tao's red Toyota Corolla, just kind of like make its way into the parking lot. It's kind of has rust and it's just like the snow and salt of the roads have just taken its toll on it. It has like a cracked windshield maybe. And you see like he gets out of the car and when he opens the door, you just, you know, that sound was like eh, where a car door hasn't been oiled and it's kind of an older car. It opens up and you see him like, you, you see him release the back seat to where like it goes forward. You hear that spring that where the seat does it and you see his dog come out. And his dog just, you're looking at this dog for a second. You see Katow close the door and he like puts a leash on the dog. And you see the dog just stoically sits there. And then it gets up on its fours and not directed towards you. But you see like it has this like almost like serpentine movement to it. Like in the opposite direction. I'm not saying the dog detects you. You know what I mean? But like you're whatever to the right. It like looks to the left like it's prowling. Like almost like a more of a feline. You know what I mean? Like a lion. Like a, like I hate to use the term again. Apex predator. Like a predator that's sitting there just like looking into the shadows and then it sits down and it waits for Katow as Katow's looking around. So given a more public setting, he'd probably be appearing as like a homeless person. You want to go ahead and give it a roll? Sure. You have zero successes. You kind of are definitely not as pretty and, um, and, and you <laughs> smell like success. He's not pretty. Yeah. 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 So, uh, are you going to though, are you going to come out of the shadows though in a way that he can at least see like your silhouette form? Oh, um, I'm going to uh, like kneel down and kind of mm-hmm. whistle and call the dog with uh, Animalism One Feral Whispers and try and like be friendly to it. So, can, I, can I understand what he's saying when he's doing Animal Whispers, or is it just one 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 thing? I'd say you could get a you could knowing your animal, you know what I mean. You can get an impression. I you remember how we t- explained it before? How I do animals? It's not like clean communication. It's more like almost like they treat. telepathy where it's like signals and like you know what i'm saying so yeah so it's a predatory animal right yeah it's a ghoul dog yeah have zero successes 
I'm trying to call it over just to be like friendly to it and be like, come here, you know. You can tell the sound that's coming from the shadows now, Quinn. You can see like the formula down. You can tell it's not threatening and the way it's trying to communicate. You can tell it's like someone who's generally being compassionate, you know what I mean, and caring to your dog. But you look at your dog and you just realize that it's not a field discipline role, that it's your dog is just different now. Like I said, I explained to you before, and I can't not explain this any further. And I read this in some book before of mine, not like a vampire book, but a novel that came from perception of an animal, of a dog. And it kind of implied once a canine tastes human flesh, it's never the same again. You know what I mean? It's like broken that instinctual relationship that's been built between man and canine since you know what I mean? Millennia past, you know, in that moment, that taste, that human flesh, that, that connection that's instinctually in its DNA is, is torn apart. So you see, like, you can tell and you can sense the good, good intentions that Lenny has by trying to do this communication, but you look at your dog and you see it doesn't work. And in a way I would almost say that disturbs you a little bit. You know what I mean? Like this isn't the same dog that used to be an anchor to humanity. Now it's almost like a fucking, like you said, a reminder again of like, you don't ghoul shit. Never leads to anything good, kind of thing. So, um, go ahead. Scenes on you guys. Lenny, not you. Kaitao, I'm assuming. Yes, you got that right. He'll uh, stand from the kneeling position where the dog wasn't like rushing up to him. You know, he he's usually usually expecting like the animals to be like, oh, they're not really receptive. Be like, okay, this one's not. He stands and steps forward a couple of steps and holds out his hand to like shake your hand. You want to describe what the hand looks like and everything and what maybe he can see from the shadows? Uh, yeah. Um, so what, uh, when, where there's light, um, you would see that his skin is exceptionally like pale, like to the point of being like almost like very white. Um, if you get closer, you can kind of smell this like, like really like, like rotted fish kind of smell. Like it's not, it's not super strong and overwhelming. It's just, just under the surface where, you know, you kind of get close and you're like, Ooh, you know that's kind of gross and he has like these like weird kind of like flakes on his skin that look almost like uh like fish scales in some spots where they're it's like just kind of peeling and falling out and uh like i said very pale opaque kind of eyes where like almost like the, the eyes of like a dead body that a corpse that has been like bloating and rotting and just like just to the point where you can't even see like what the original color was you can see that as you get closer. And by the way, Katal, this is the first time you've like ever seen an Osferatu in his true form. You know that face was an Osferatu, but you never saw him unobfuscated that couple times you have seen him. You know what I mean? So this is your first time. I mean, you kind of heard rumors, but like you're like, oh, you know what I mean? Rumors are true kind of thing, you know? So go ahead. Scenes on you guys. I just don't make life, dif life difficult as I, as I shake his hand. How are you doing this evening? Uh, could be better. Could be a lot worse. Well, I hope I can make things better for you. All right. So, tell me, what have you heard about uh, our interest in you specifically? That you want to talk, and recent until just now, that everyone, everyone was trying to talk to it, talk to to us, except you guys, and now that's changed. Well. One of our own is very interested in speaking to you and reaching out to you because you were, well, you had a relationship with someone that he was close to. Who? Oh, Ophelia. Uh, yes, Ophelia. So rather than make things 
unnecessarily complicated. I'm reaching out as a sort of olive branch to show that we don't mean any harm. We just want to help you so that we can help our own. All right. One thing you'll understand about us is that uh, we look out for our own kind. As you can see, it's not easy for us. We have a little bit not. different than you. Well, not that at all that different. <laughs> well, but so I'm curious. Let's say we get into this, and you and say you whatever happened, whatever happened to Ophelia and Chase happens to you. Do, what is your club? I'm curious as to what exactly your clan's response to that would be. Why are they sending you, essentially? Gerald's sending me because I can handle myself. Because I know how to take care of things that need special precautions taken. Mm. You done that a lot? You could say that. I, um... I'm capable. And we'll leave it at that. Alright. But this other person... He's still a relative unknown to us as well. Brand new to the city. Mm. So... Find the news more people in this city. Gonna be making friends with him, hopefully. And he really, really wants to meet with you. I'm to broker this arrangement so that you can uh, meet on peaceful terms and talk and work together. If you're so eager, just call him up right now. We can talk right here. I don't have his information yet. Pity. Reached out for you first. Hmm. I just wanted to make sure you're amicable, you know? And that this wasn't going to be too much of a problem for you. Well, that's why well, that's why I make sure if things do turn out to be problems, so I got this guy next to me and I pat the dog. Hmm. Loyal beast. Yes. Quite the appetite too. Hmm. Well, I know a thing or two about that. Alright. So you're okay with uh, working with us? At least to find out what's going on around here. Well, all the help all the help we can get. I have to warn you, he's going to have questions. He's going to want to know what happened. And from my, what I understand, he is not happy. Name someone who is. Fair. All right, then. Uh, let me send a quick text message. He'll kind of take a couple of steps away. All right, go ahead. What, what, what's your message? I, I, I think I know what it is, but go ahead. It was going to be to Gerald. Mm -hmm. Text message to Gerald. Met with Kai Tao. Um, how soon can we arrange meeting with? Uh, yeah. You you send it. You hit send, and then like twenty seconds later, it comes back up and it's like there's a number and it says V's number now. You know, straight and simple to the point. Okay. Can I call it? Yeah, yeah. You can call it. You dial the number. Valentine, you are back in the truck with. Donald driving back to your haven mm -hmm. and his phone rings. And you again, you see that serpent, you see that quick reflex, boom, he reaches, answers, and you hear this voice, Lenny, hello. Hello. This is the number for Valentine, correct? Yes. This is he? No. Let me speak to him. Let me see in a second. Someone wants to speak to you. I'll take the phone from him and hold it up to my ear. This is Valentine. Um, Lenny will kind of pause for a moment because I imagine you have like this childlike voice. 
kind of caught off guard. Even though yeah. he kind of knew ahead of time, he's still kind of like, oh, that's right. It's a kid. <laughs> and he'll say, uh, this is Leonard. We were to meet. Uh, so you must be the other Nosferatu. Uh, I was told about you. Yeah, where do you want to meet? Um, I'm going to tell him the name of this park. We didn't really establish it. Just kind of like throw it out there. Um, I am here with Kaitao, who is an associate of Ophelia. Yes, I have heard a lot about this guy. She well, was quite close to him. Good, good. Then, uh, if you'd like, meet us here as soon as possible, and we can all have a nice chat. I got one request. Yes? Can we meet away from the dumpsters? <laughs> No dumpsters around here. It's quite nice. Right. I'll see you shortly, and I'll pass the phone back to Donald and give him the address to drive to. I'll tell him park two blocks away like normal. Okay. And he dri- he's driving again, and it's just, it's just a silence between you two. Uh, he parks two blocks away. You actually kind of drive past, and you see, like, he drives past his truck, and you kind of see, like, a silhouette of a figure, kind of, and you see, like, this other figure in a red Corolla and you see the other figure has like a dog on leash but you just drive past and then like two blocks past he like stops and pulls over do you want me to wait here yeah wait here you can you can get out and walk around if you want but don't do anything that would draw attention to us you don't want me to come with you no I would have asked if I did yes I'm, yes you would have Any cut- that's right you kind of like see he gets out and he tucks in like his striped polo into his like jeans and like pulls up his belt a little bit, you know. And and there's a second you're taken aback because you look at this guy and you realize like if you would have just saw him walking down the sidewalk, you just would have thought he's some middle aged maybe dad, maybe grandpa, you know what I mean? Just like harmless as hell. But as you see him walk off, you're like you're just kind of struck again by the fact that you have captured and in a way tamed what he is, you know, this monster <laughs> that's inside of him. I'll yell back to him quickly and I'll say, why don't you get in touch with, see, see if some of our um, club friends are around. Maybe we can meet up with them later. He looks at you and you know, by the way, that like, I'm trying to think of a way to phrase this without sounding like, I'm not trying to say this in like a, to, to, to offend anyone, but you know, he looks at your herd that the, mm. like the S&M types as being weak. You know what I mean? And like, and he looks at them like, 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 you know, if they're gay or not or whatever, but looks at them like below him, you know what I mean? And it really like bothers him that like you associate with them with them. But then in, sometimes he he rationalizes by like they are just a feeding stock for you. You know what I mean? And that you don't feed from him that instead you share with him because you're almost equal. And you know what I mean? Like the God talk you guys had, you know what I mean? And he just kind of there's a second when you bring him up, and there's this look of like disgust, like he has to like talk to these people. But then he like just turns that disappears. He turns around. You see him pull out his phone and he starts. You know what I mean? He makes a call. Mm. You, uh, what are you going to do from there, uh, Mr. Valentine? I will make my usual stealthy approach to the meeting point and see if I can drop in on the other guys. Are you going to use Obfuscate, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I know you. They haven't seen me before, have they? No, they haven't. So you're going to use the. I don't know what to expect, but not like. Yeah. (laughs) And you're. uh... We don't. We never. Yeah. You what's your how what's your aspects at I know you have aspects, uh Lenny. What's your aspects? I have one dot in aspects. Oh, okay, so you won't be able to see them. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, so, not at all. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you're just gonna hide in the shadows first, right? And then you're gonna keep your your little boy visage that you had up. Yeah, I might even eavesdrop on them a little bit first. Okay. I definitely would have like said to Kaitel that you know, okay, you know, he's gonna meet us here. You mind just waiting? You know, like we'll 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 have we'll talk here. All right. And then just kind of like awkwardly standing there, like waiting. If he had anything to say, he would have just kind of like, oh, yeah. So you're creeping along there. I'm going to roll your mask of it. Because are you going to use masks of a thousand faces or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. Ooh, he botched. <laughs> we'll make it that you think that it worked. You know what I mean? And that it didn't. Okay? I like that. Okay. All right. You, he comes out of the shadows and just seems on you guys. Go ahead. I'm just kind of. I'll see these two standing waiting and I'll approach out of the bushes sheepishly and be like <laughs> sniffling and like sobbing a little bit. I've lost my mom. Can you help me? And I'll approach them like that, looking all forlorn. So uh, Lenny will, um, I'll see you coming out. And his kind of reaction is like at first kind of, um, a bit taken aback, but then he would have this barely contained kind of like anger, you know, like um, like something something just irritating him or making him just very filled with rage, you know, just like this thought in the back of his mind, you know, something something that you can see is like bothering him, but he's trying to keep it like hidden, and he can just has this expression on his face of just just pure rage, seeing you just approach. Can I tell me just, just like, what the hell are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm lost. I'm, I can't find my way home. Is this your dog, sir? I'll approach the dog. The dog starts growling. You see his growl coming from like its like chest and its throat. You know, it might be it's almost as big as you. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look right. around when I'm kind of realizing that nothing's that maybe this isn't quite going the way it normally does. I'll, I'll look at them and be like, Kaitao, Lenny, just in my normal voice. Um, Lenny will just like, like I said, with this disgusted kind of look on his face, like, yeah. Who, who, oh, thank God I can drop the routine. Who are you? I'm, I'm Valentine. I was, I was told to meet you guys here. I talked to Lenny on the phone just before. I'll look at him and say, yeah, this is the guy. He's very clearly bothered. Is Lenny Nosferatu mode or yeah, disguise yeah. Oh, mode? He's okay. full on, like, just gross. I'll look at him like, damn, you're ugly, man. Are you uh, actually a child? Or are you just... I'll look at him and I'll just look at him and giggle, like, I might look like a kid, but I can assure you, I've been around the block. Okay. Don't let my appearance fool you. It didn't. It does come in handy, though, when I need something. You must be Kaitao. I've heard a lot about you. I'm a good friend of Ophelia's. All right. Uh, she never mentioned you. Well, why would she? We just chat a lot. She never mentioned you had a dog. Well, he's not. Is the dog still growling at me. The dog has gone behind Katal. Once it sees that Katal starts talking to you, kind of like you know what I mean, like just kind of goes <laughs> obediently behind him. 
behind him. He's not the most friendly, but he's good at his job. I've got a dog too. He's uh, not quite as cuddly. Mm. So, Lenny, I was. You're supposed to show me the ropes around here, are you? He like a little bit through gritted teeth, almost like, yeah. What do you guys I do? You were so young. When were you born? Hmm? Well, which birth? <laughs> Your second one. 1985. Well, then we're almost the same age. You should know by now not to let appearances deceive you. I'm no kid, just as much as you're no man. I could judge you by your appearance and say you are ugly inside, but you're making the same mistake people have made about me once they've seen what I'm like under my disguise. Feeling a bit like admonished, he just kind of nods. So It's nice to meet you. Yes, I guess I can say the same. He's going to step forward and hold out his hand as like a you know respectful handshake kind of thing. I'll need it with a friendly handshake. Not like the one I gave to Philip, which was more of a sarcastic handshake. <laughs> like mocking? <laughs> yeah. I was, sure. I was playing yeah. up his uh, prey exclusion and short fuse flaws with the whole like being pissed off about like him being even a child, you know? Yeah, I like that. I could definitely tell you, yeah, he's very, he's very protective of like children. Bothered him. So I'm told you have questions. I have plenty of questions. Like, what happened to Ophelia? And how did you let it happen? I don't know if you're aware of this, but during the day, we don't, we can't really do anything. What happened to Ophelia, we're still not sure. She messaged us like before, just moments before the sun, like you know, before we all had to rest. That do you know about what do you know about Roman Dunstern? She's told me a little. He's a he's one sick fuck, and then you guys pissed him off. I'm just sitting back, like listening to this exchange. Yeah, well, she went. I sort of glance to Lenny and just lean into Valentine, say like, yeah, last thing she ever sent us was that she thought that Dunstern was there at her place. Trying to whisper to Valentine. I look really just fuming into the distance for a sec. Where does he live? It's not that simple. No, I mean I'm not I'm not stupid enough to go badging in there, but I wanna check the place out at least. I wanna see where Harry how he carries himself, what he does, what company he keeps. Well, if you want, I, I, can, I know the place. I'm not going to let you go there just yet until we figure out just what each other wants. It's just exactly. I want to find out what happened to my friend, and I want to make whoever did it pay. I know that feeling all too well. He's got connections. And that we need to know first who he's connected to and until I know I can trust you I'm not telling you anything just yet I wouldn't trust me either but I'm sure something that we can develop all right it's not Lock just about see. trust it's about what we can do for each other someone else said something similar to me tonight but I have the feeling you mean it You'll so, find that we look out for our own. Well, look, 
what are you what are you guys doing now what what's i'm i'm meant to be trying to find out what happened to jonathan chase while i'm at it hey he was a friend of yours too so maybe there's something we could work on together not sure friend is the right word but yeah i knew him as for me i've been tasked to help you in any way you need so that you don't get yourself in too much trouble We'll see what happens. I'll try not to get you in trouble if I get into it. How's that? He'll kind of crack a big smile. Well, standing around in this park is getting a bit chilly. Why don't we why don't we head out? I was planning on meeting up with some friends. Maybe we could go get a could buy a tweet or a drink. I don't I don't do group things like that. I'm I do both things by myself, but you and the dog, huh? Uh, well, he can behave himself, yes. What about you, Lenny? Absolutely. So why don't you show me around? All right. William and Warren, you guys are in the car driving. William, your phone rings. And you recognize the number. It's Brian Cooksey's number. That, And just as a reminder, Brian Cooksey is the Venture Whip. He is almost What's like your brother. the of Jonathan, right? Yep, Sire Jonathan, and he's almost like your brother in the blood and the fact that you both were embraced by Kenneth White's. Hello, Brian. What do you need? Oh, hello, William. How are you doing? Oh, meeting some new friends. Oh, really? I heard that some of yours are gone, so I take it you have to meet new friends. And out of character, you know that your your relationship with Brian has always been like, like I'm the chosen sibling. I'm the one who Ken kept, you know what I mean? And you're the one that Ken didn't, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like this, like, like snarky, you know what I mean? But anyways, oh, oh you're listening to the uh, aspects okay. are right. So you're yep. hearing this Warren. Okay. It's like, yeah, I heard you have to meet some new friends. It seems like a couple of years have gone missing. That's weird. Yes. Yes. Very strange. Hmm. Well, I sure, I sure hope you're okay. I sure hope nothing happens to you. So do I. Is there anything you need, Brian? Actually, I was wondering if I can get in touch with you. Uh, you know, we could talk in person. We haven't talked in a while. See how you're doing. See if I can, you know, if there's anything I can offer any help with. I think I have some stuff that you would find interesting. You would, would you? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Ken wants to talk to you, too. He asked me to set this meeting up. So what? Uh, it's going to be a big family reunion? Ooh, I don't... Family reunions usually have a good connotation behind them. I don't think I would call this that. Kenneth seems kind of annoyed. Well, tell him to go fuck himself. And, you know, just hang up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you not, is that like saying you're not going to meet up with him? I have this SARS enmity flaw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your phone rings again. After I, I, I do just, you know, yeah, just yeah, generally yeah. hate my SAR from like day one. Oh, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, yeah. your phone, your phone rings again, though. Oh, excuse me, and you recognize Brian's number. Yeah, I'm just gonna let it ring. It's just okay. Warren, let's go. <laughs> nice. And you see the little voice message icon on your phone. We'll play that out when you, you know, yeah, when yeah, you get yeah, to, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. So you guys get in the car. Your um, scenes on you guys. Go ahead. If you could just drive me to the college, I'd appreciate it. I can take it from there. Okay, it's fine by me. And that college is St. Catharines, which is a female, which is a female college. It's one of the colleges there, just yep. St. Catharines. Okay. So tell me, Warren, why do you 
serve your family while they treat you the way they do is an expendable asset. Because they've kept me alive this long, more or less. You don't think you could keep yourself alive? I do. So why do you need them? They kept me alive after the Sabbat attacked. I owe uh, them. Well, life boons are hard to pay off. In which case, I understand that. That makes actually absolutely perfect sense. Huh. Yes. Is there anything you would like to know about me or Mr. Kotao? As much as I can answer for him. How long have you guys been looking into all of this? A little over a year. What have you found uh, out so what, far? Well, there are... This city has its secrets, you know. Every kindred does. And the case is this city. Uh, things are... If some things go to light, things will change. Mm. Such as what? Mm. Leadership structure. If what comes to light? Secrets. If I'm going to help you with the investigation, I'm going to need to know what you've found out so far. Well, <sighs> it was, it's a very long story. It's very convoluted. It's not something I can tell you in a car ride. Honestly, it would probably be better if we meet up with Katao and just sit and talk about it because so much you don't know. We can do oh, that. Yeah, which does remind me. I have never even heard of you being in our city. And I don't as much as... Much. Well, me neither. Unless... Um, but these last couple of months were not kind to my life. Unfortunately. Yes. So, what is it what kind of skills can you offer us? What are you best at? I am an expert investigator. Yes, you already said that. What methods do you use? And he will proceed to go into a long list of pretty much every <laughs> method he can think of oh, off yeah. the top of his head. Ah. AKA, so I, he has a five in investigation. Yeah, so. so I take it this, is your this was your profession as a mortal? More or less. Mm, yes, you are actually much, much older than me. What was like life like back then? Quieter, slower. Mm, 70 years. Better relationships with people, especially your neighbors. Mm. To be fair, your perspective has also changed significantly in this case. I still remember what it was like before. Oh, yes, yes. But and he'll absentmindedly play with a gold wedding band that he wear is wearing. Hmm. What's that you have in your hand? It's a wedding ring. You were married? I was. Make condolences. Thank you. Must have been hard. Change. Yes. Explain to me what's going on in William's head right now, <laughs> like, like with this conversation and everything. Uh, you know, I'd like for you to guess first. Actually, <laughs> I think you're trying. To, I think you're trying to pry information out of him. Be as 
be as casual as you can you know what i mean but get him to open up a little bit you know what i mean about like and just test the waters you know what i mean and yeah, kind of see I went to, well the first thing he went to do is you know just ask about the relationship and whatever was sort of to test his loyalties to see where they lie how it sort of works why would he actually you know work for them at all which you know if a kindred says he owes a life boon then that sort of explains it but afterwards just you know i was talking to him and i sort of was just trying to sort of understand what makes him tick because you know he's obviously a very peculiar person and you know william also didn't have sort of let's say easiest transition into being a vampire oh wow so there's a little bit of empathy there yeah yeah yeah, definitely oh okay yeah 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 because uh, that's cool because you know what like i mean definitely like warren is an introvert you know what i mean yeah it's gonna be very hard to get him to come out of his shell you know what i'm saying and like i like that so you're in a way i like that a lot like it's almost an empathy of sorts for him so of sorts you know what yeah, I mean? of so- yeah. yeah of sorts definitely i like that what about you warren what's going on in your head warren's very suspicious um given his history and given everything that's happened to him he figures that williams is trying to pull information so that he can eventually use it against him well, yeah, because you got to view it too. I mean, that's only can be assumed, right? Because like you're being introduced as a foreign body. And to be fair, it's partially true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, you're like kind of in- introduced in- as a foreign body into this group, so they're not going to right away trust you, you know. And I like, yeah. I almost like how like William kind of like parlayed the. Well, we'll tell you together, you know what I mean? And it gives William, I think, time to talk to Katow and be like, "What are we going to tell this guy?" You know what I mean? And like, how, how what do we feel about him and shit like that, rather than just like spill all the beans out right away. So. Um, yeah, definitely. But so he pulls over in his beamer. The car pulls over. You get to the curb. You see like the campus there. You see kind of the brick buildings. You can't see too much of it. Uh, and I'll have the scene be on you guys. Warren will turn as he gets out of the car and he will give the car a good long look, try to memorize every detail of it, including the license plate number. Cigar? Will... No, thank you. I have uh, an errand to run before it gets too late. Well, stay safe, Warren. Goodbye. I will try. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. 
We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. The Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. Central District is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire Districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Dawn Masquerade. The Demon's Mirror. Thirteen Candles. Three Chronicles running through the undead veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. <laughs> 